0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the law From growth podcast. I'm your host as always Jan Roos. And I am here with a quick solo pod about something that came up on a coaching call that we had in our private client program. But I think it's something that's very important to consider. So the title of this podcast is you're competing against no decision. And what I mean by that is when we are thinking about what is going through our mind and what our responsibilities are as a leader in a sales conversation, we have to consider what the alternatives that a client has. So the kind of thing that inspired this was, you know, talking with the situation where people were dealing with follow up and a very interesting phenomenon that you'll see, and especially in estate planning, but this is true of basically any practice area, Um, even personal injury, believe it or not, problems that people seemingly will have a very hard time literally walking away from. Oftentimes, when you do the follow up with people that were and if you happen to get a hold of them, you'll be really surprised to find out what happened. So one of the things that we ended up doing, and this was at Case Fuel, but we have had clients that are doing this. Periodically, we do things called a database reactivation. Now, there's things that we can do that are very manual that we can do with this. We can do this over email or for voicemail drops or for SMS, but if you have a small enough high enough quality list, um, it can be very much worth it. And again, this is a tip in and of itself for anyone who wants a little nugget to take from this podcast, Uh, if you have a small enough list, and I would categorize that as for us, we ended up following up with people that had held a consultation had every intention of moving forward air quotes, and then didn't show up on a follow up or had a consultation and hey, let me think about it that kind of a situation. So when we follow up with those people, the first question that we always ask is, hey, Hope you've been good. How's your situation going with the original problem you came to us with? You know, for us mostly it's gonna be getting more business, growing your estate planning practice, growing your law firm, that kind of stuff. And for 80% plus of the people that we ask that question, we get them online. The answer is that they haven't done anything. Now, this is a situation that exists for like an optional service. I think this is immediately portable to stuff like estate planning. But you can generalize this to other practices. Like I said, people even find a way to not get these things done in personal injury, but somebody who's considering being proactive in initiating a divorce, somebody who's considering uh, filing for bankruptcy, taking care of an immigration matter, starting a business, there's all kinds of things. And especially when you're opening your marketing up outside of those traditional channels of that last mile, demand generation traffic, i.e. referrals, inbound calls, that kind of stuff. When we are creating a desire, we're in a position to capitalize on that. And we really do have a real opportunity of being the person to bring that desire to somebody's forefront. But we have this responsibility to close them in that moment. So I want you to consider these facts too. Now, if you have the next time you have somebody in your room for a consultation or in your Zoom room or whatever it happens to be, you need to consider the fact that if they don't hire you, a lot of times people will assume they're going to go and hire another attorney. But the truth is, if they don't hire you, it's very, very unlikely that they're going to hire anybody else. And again, do your own research for this too. Again, this is informed by our own experience, but something we've found with clients that have gone through this exercise as well. When you have the situation that somebody isn't going to hire somebody else, you have to consider the consequences of what that will do with someone. I'll take estate planning as an example. For the situation where somebody is considering an estate plan or will, well trust, whatever, power of attorney, any of those situations, and they don't move forward with it, their fate is most likely going to be probate court, potentially having to get out of a, you know, hairy guardianship situation in the case of incapacity, all kinds of horrible things that will befall them and their family. So I really feel that there's a moral imperative to getting those things done. But again, insert your own practice area for that. You know, if somebody is going to be considering initiating a divorce and the, the relationship sucks, what's going to happen to you know, the other person if it gets initiated on them? Or what's going to happen to their kids if, you know, make the situation up, justify it for whatever you do. Obviously, it's your practice area, right? But yeah, it's like we have to realize in that moment, a lot of times people will represent that they want to think about it, but we really can't let them. And at the end of the day, uh, we're doing somebody a disservice if we have the ability to help them and we end up not doing it. Where this ultimately comes down to is how we're closing these consultations. So, you know, I've talked about this on other podcasts. Uh, we absolutely have to go to the place where we're, we're doing a really deep dive on people's issues. Um, we're making sure that we're in control of the conversation. We're asking the questions. We're not being a, you know, legal hotline. But by the time we get to the end of the consultation, we got to ask for the business. Most importantly, we have to ask for the business this and we have to make sure that we're not taking later for an answer. The way that I recommend doing this for everyone is basically when it comes to the time when we're getting somebody to agree on a solution, then we get them to agree on the price. And then we got to set up everything that we need right then and there. So free tip for anyone out there, right? Typically for any practice area, what we need to do is we need to set up some next meeting. This could be an intake. This could be, you know, data gathering, whatever you want to do. So get that on the calendar locked down. We have to take care of some sort of a retainer agreement or a contract and we have to get payment as well. When we end up having a situation with somebody agrees on the price, I recommend telling them that straight up. All right, cool. So here's what's next. We're going to set up your next appointment. We're going to go over the contract briefly and then we're going to take care of payment. Does that sound good? If they say yes to that, then they shouldn't say no to any questions that follow, right? People either don't ask that or they ask that and don't follow up on the key stuff like asking for the money. And there's a really, really bad situation that can happen. And of those three things, if you're able to get money from somebody, the other two things will come. And again, if you're super conservative, make sure to check this with your bar. But you know, we absolutely classic situation that people will have is hey, you know, send me the contract, I'll look at it and go back to you. Again, people say they want this, but at the situation where they're not going to find out, they're not going to get back to you, or that's another impediment, they're not going to get the service that they told you that they want. And you know, shame on you if you can't get somebody to do that at the end of the day. So what we really have to do is we need to make sure that we're closing hard, not for your sake, but for the client's sake, because if they're out in the legal wilderness, and they don't have you in their guide, they're going to be in trouble, right? So again, we got to be forceful with it. We have to insist. And if it gets to the point where you have objections around taking care of payment or something like that, we can address them as they come up. But I will say also just in terms of data that we've seen from firms that we've worked with, firms that we've had in our private client group, that kind of stuff too, there are far more problems that arise from people not asking the question that will ever come up. We have very few problems that come up with objections. People perceive objections to come up, which is why they don't ask. I record an entire podcasts on asking for the money. But again, this is more of a reason why to ask for the money. You're not doing it for yourself, although you are. It's going to benefit you. I mean, you're doing it so that they end up with a legal solution. And again, if you want to test this out for yourself, go to the last five people who told you, yeah, I'm going to think about it. Call them up. Take note of whoever ended up actually moving forward with their legal problem moving forward, right? It's weird every single time we've done this. That's very, very similar results. And hey, you might end up getting another client out of it too. So, anyways. Super quick one for today, guys. Hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com/podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.